0: Hello and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Engley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy?
1: Ryan, I'm excited to jump into the history of philosophy series that we're doing. <laughs> yes!
0: <laughs> the, the retroactively named, I, I do believe we have a, a couple previous entries, so here's how this started. Um, as, a, as so often happens, um, is, I... Todd and I email, we talk about what the next episode is going to be. And for some reason I just, I said to him, hit me with something crazy. And the craziest thing he could think of was Machiavelli, which I thought was really good. Um, and, and for, for us to cover because it seems really outside our wheelhouse and not something to do. So then we're trying to talk about like, okay, well, how do we make this coherent within our stream of episodes within the, the, this, uh, thread of thought that we try to develop and unfurl, over these uh, these seasons, if you like. And that is this uh, this new series, a history of philosophy series, which arguably there have been a couple entries in. I think the um, the beyond good and evil, a, for sure. Beyond good and evil, for sure. I think um, that is a, like, again, it's like it's a little outside uh, the, the people who we normally talk about. So that's that's sort of the idea here is to take a stab at some. Ideas that are just like a little bit outside the, um, our, uh, our, our normal, uh, avenues, uh, and, uh, and ports of call, um, I think probably in the future we would talk about Thomas Hobbes, probably Adam Smith, but not the text you're thinking of. And, uh, that, (laughs) and, uh, so we'll, uh, so. This is this is this is the first. This is not the first one. So it's, a, it's always good to start a series when it has already started. Because that, I think, I agree with you. That's the Beyond Good and Evil. So we're just gonna try to do this more often. Um, and we're starting here with Machiavelli, who um, I have to say, a couple things that are interesting right off the bat. Seems desperately unfashionable. Seems yeah. utterly simplistic. And seems like this is my impression. Part of what was attracted to me about doing this episode. And when you suggested him was I thought, is there really anything to talk about here? I like I like I, I because the um, the contemporary reduction of Machiavelli has been too specifically to like the Machiavellian, right? Like it's just it's just down to the Machiavellian figure. And I think um, people like uh, political figures such as uh, Trump, you know, I, I think get uh, get this uh, adjective. Is it an adjective?
1: It's an adjective. It yeah,
0: I love it. See, I don't know this shit, but you do. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm happy that, that, that that's that's why that's why you're an incredible editor, Todd McGowan, as you know stuff like that. So the, the that's how he exists. He exists in that adjectival form uh, today, and it was really in, I, I got to say it was like really interesting to actually read the Prince, which is the text we're going to talk about. But we're also going to talk about how he has figured for um, some other thinkers, uh, such as. Althusser, Gramsci, and Hegel, Um, and I think that this—I don't know—this intellectual history is just not. I just—I don't know. What do you think? Like, I just feel like it's not as, as as widely known. I just don't. I just don't think it's out there.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that's absolutely true, and I think that he is much more a figure, just like you were saying, in the popular consciousness rather than in the intellectual. Aware in intellectual orbit, right? Like I think he's there's much more a sense, just like you said. People use the term even on the, you could see on a newscast or on a YouTube thing mm-hmm. about just like you said about Trump or about Viktor Orban in Hungary or whoever. They're yeah. very Machiavellian. It seems like it's more, uh, it's a it's an adjective more used for people on the right than on the left, which is mm-hmm. interesting because. Historically, I think that it's a leftist. You mentioned some leftist philosophers, but Lenin too was drawn to Machiavelli. Found that reading Machiavelli really inspired him. So it hasn't been the case that intellectually, it's just been right wingers that have found Machiavelli helpful. But it, it is true, I think, that that's the those are the people to whom that adjective is 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 ascribed today, and and. But I do think your point about, like, the—it doesn't seem like he's relevant so much or, or mm-hmm. intellectually fecund, but once yeah. you dive into it, I think there is a lot there, whether you agree or disagree. And I think historically—so we've mentioned some people that really like him. There's also—so there's Voltaire. There's Leo Strauss. There's a whole line of people that think Machiavelli is a disaster, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and a, and I think that the the charge against him is that he's cynical, and he, yeah. he believes yeah. that he doesn't care about ends, he just cares about means, and I think that's the, I would say that's the popular understanding No, that's of him. It,
0: no the other way around. No, you had it. you had you put your take in there. The take is that he is the ends justify the means, isn't it? Oh, I said it the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, said it yeah, the other way. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, that, that that's that's it. Like he he that, that that's it. It is the ends justify the means that he is a, like he is a a thinker of political ends only and like and that anything you do to get there is
1: sanguine. Like again right? which like, is odd, right? Because it's a the prince is basically a book about means and yeah. not about so much about ends and and like what's going to be effective as the means and what's not right so it's not yeah. just it's not just oh the end is all that counts it's about right. how you do something but i think i well, wonder what, what you think about this because i think that the mm. reason why people say this is because he 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 puts he very famously says we, don't, we shouldn't think about how things ought to be, but how things are. And he thinks that he's a, someone working from the material conditions, how things really happen, from history rather than from ideals. He thinks of himself as an anti-idealist thinker, yeah. but I think that he's, he, he, he's nonetheless, tr- he, he's trying to get somewhere, right? Like he's trying mm-hmm. to, there's a certain idea he's trying to get across and wants to see realized.
0: Yeah, I, absolutely and and it, this is where the like again the popular the contemporary uh, reduction really fails what's what's in the text because it does come down to um is better to be feared than loved which is the kind of the take from uh like that's one of the the big takes apart from the ends justify the right. means that's right. one of the big takes from this um and you can like you can see i mean the the office has the great line of uh, steve carell's character uh, michael scott saying he would Rather he he would want people to be afraid of how much they love him, you know. And it's <laughs> so it's great. and like like that. I which is a great line. The but that's the like this is the space in which Machiavelli I think operates in the contemporary imagination. as that like like that's a um, like the, I mean what what's good about that joke is that it makes it pokes fun at the kind of like the false dichotomy. Like you can only yeah. have one of those two. Yeah, two it does. Things. Yeah. And but this is the thing is that um, I mean. Machiavelli kind of does the he he kind of does that in that line like I mean he's he's acknowledging that he says that like of course it'd be, be it, it it's best to have both um it, so anticipating a little bit the Michael Scott line um yeah. but also the 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 word choice is that it is safer like if it had to be one or the other if it had to be it's safe yeah. if it had to be it's safer to be yeah. feared and loved but Todd as the Bronx Tale says but what
1: yes but uh. <laughs> a ruler should avoid anything that will make him either hated or despised which is as you are right to say is quoted in robert de niro's directorial debut by the chaz parliamentary character uh, that that this is the being hated is the is the absolute is what you have to avoid at all costs if you're a, yes a leader a prince and i think that, that that it's funny because i think you're what you're saying is that that doesn't get as much yeah. uh, play as the better to be feared than to be loved. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I, 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 I guess that's true. I mean, do you think it's, he's right about that just as a, as a, it's just as an idea, as an idea, of, um,
0: yeah. um, to better, better to be feared as, but feared and not hated rather than love. I, as a leader, I think it's. I think that it's hard. So this, so this, this is our, our sort of our like our long way of setup. I will get back to. I will get to answer your question in a second. So okay. This is a long way of setup. This is what we're going to take on: the legacy, the influence, the unlikely connections to other philosophers, and we're obviously going to dig into the text, which we're starting to do right now, and just sort of like pull this apart. And I don't know. Like I think I want to leave this open as a question for now. Like, are we going to make the claim that there is something relevant here? That there should be some contemporary. Uh, plumbing of the, the, the depths that are here, or should he be left as the uh, kind of the, the implicit butt of the joke for like the Michael Scott or just the, the reference in the, in the, in the Bronx, Bronx tale. Like, is he, does, should he, should he just exist as, as, as referent only as like, like a, like how Latin is a dead language in that not new words are being added. Should he be a dead philosopher and that we're not adding new takes, you know, like, is that, I yeah. think that might be something I, I think to, it. To take on here.
1: Yeah. I I think it's an interesting question because in a way that's Hegel's view, right? Like <laughs> so Hegel writes this uh it's early so it's he's 32 years old it's 1802 it's on the German constitution mm. and he it's he has a couple paragraphs where he's just really in praise of Machiavelli but I I'm, I'm going to read them because I think it, what he says yeah, is nice. really interesting and I think it it suggests his answer to your question is Machiavelli's actually a dead letter, right? Like that. Mm. He, so, but, 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 and let me, I'll read it and then I think it'll be evident why I, I say that. So he says Machiavelli's fundamental aim of erecting Italy into a state was misunderstood from the start by the blind who took his work as nothing but a foundation of tyranny or a golden mirror for the ambitious oppressor. But mm. even if his aim were accepted, It was said that the means were detestable and thus moralizing had further room for displaying its platitudes, such as the end does not justify the means. In -hmm. this instance, however, there can be no question of a choice of means. Gangrenous limbs cannot be cured with lavender water. A situation in which poison and assassination are common weapons demands remedies of no gentle kind. When life is on the brink of decay, it can be reorganized only by a procedure involving the maximum of force. And then he says, the next paragraph, he basically says, Machiavelli has a historical relevance and you have to read the prince on the basis of knowing this history and knowing where to place Machiavelli. So once you say that, aren't mm-hmm. you saying, well, it doesn't, he doesn't really have a universal, he is not saying anything universal. He even yeah. says, he, he says, you can't think of him as offering a compendium of moral and political principles applicable indifferently to any and every situation. That's Hegel mm. says that's not what he's doing. Mm. So and you can't really approach the text like this. So isn't Hegel saying I mean he likes him, but isn't he saying what you just said that that yeah. there's not this is just about although maybe Hegel is drawing something because he does make these Universal claims like gangrenous limbs cannot be cured of lavender water, which means it's a good point. Yeah, it's a great One line, right, right? He's it's a great line, and he's. I think he's. I wonder if that's a better translation than the actual. I haven't looked at <laughs> then the, the German actual line. Yeah, yeah, but, it might be. Uh, but but sometimes he has really good. Like William Wallace is this very poetic translator, and you're like, "Wow, Hegel's such a great writer." And then you read the German, and you're like, "Well, it's a good translator." Uh, yeah, but I think that this. I think Hegel is drawing a universal lesson and it's a I think what he likes about Machiavelli is this sense of the importance of the state and the importance mm. of the stability of the state and if yeah. you don't have that then you can't you don't have morality. So Hegel yeah. says or thinks and I think this is what Machiavelli thinks as well that the political is the basis for the moral, right? Like that's mm. the idea that you you mm-hmm. found any kind of morality that you have on the basis of a political stability. And if you don't have political stability, you can't moralize because the, you have to do whatever you can to create that political stability.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's really, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, I think it's for this reason, like, what, what Hegel is drawn to. I mean, one of the things that we pull out from from Hegel all the time is, the like, what he's so good at is uh, seeing form, I think to put it in sort of our terminology. He's so good at seeing form where it's easier to see content. And I think that, and I think that he sees that in Machiavelli and like, so it would seem to me, it's kind of interesting. Like there's, there's sort of like a, like a, like a, like a both waysness about Machiavelli for, um, for, for Hegel. Like, I think, um, I don't know, would he, do you think he thinks, um, Machiavelli is not Machiavellian, like in the sense that he's become that figure, but then also, he his um his edicts and his ideas are too locked into like a historical place and time, like so yeah like, like those, those yeah and that that's yeah. kind of interesting because I I think I to it's it's a it's an interesting take so like that there's not I mean this goes back to the question you asked me which is like what do I think that it's be- better to be like that 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 should I, I mean it should is all is almost always a moral proposition like should that be the like the, the leader's, um, attitude. What's the word? Yeah. Think, attitude. Yeah. That is better to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't, I don't think so. I think that, I think, um, I think love as a, I think a political figure who can, can, can transcend into the territory of, of being beloved, I think has a lot more rope than one who is feared. That's what I think. And I think, yeah. I don't, I don't know that, that Machiavelli, I mean, he does like, we should be fair to that section at some point and like, like tease out some of the, what, what he says and, and the way that he constructs that as a problematic. But I think, I think he thinks it's not like, he does all this thing that like, like who, who is responsible for, for the leader being in power? If it's the, if it's the people that puts like the, um, the Lords or the, the aristocracy at odds and there are fewer of them and more of the people, but they have more influence than the people do, but there's more of the people and there's fewer of the Lord. So that like, who's, who is, uh, like, I also think that that maybe is a, is, is not a uh, an unfair thing is like, who is afraid of this leader? Is it the aristocracy who's afraid or is it the people who's afraid? You know, right. like, I think that that is, is maybe something that Machiavelli doesn't he doesn't twist that around maybe enough, I suppose. I suppose I might say. I mean, that's, that's being incredibly kind to him, I think, probably on this point. But like um, it is to go back a little bit to Hegel's. Machiavelli like he I I know that I mean I had this taught to to me in high school this is the first time I read this since high school and the way that this is you know like so the and and I probably we we just read the the feared and loved section it was in like a class on like politics and democracy or something like that um and uh or problems of democracy I think was probably the name of that class and um the this you know, you as you're. I don't know. I was in high school. I didn't realize I was stepping into like this, like like a like a forced choice of the fear and love thing. But like this was how right. this was how he he was taught. And and you know, reading it now, I I do see that like what he is after in that idea is that like are these the two, like these are the two emotions that lead to stability. And he's writing at a time where Italy is not unified, and he wants that, right. and he's looking for that. He's looking for the special sauce that's going to make, you know, like a real, really, really good marinara. That's going to unify the whole, the whole thing. I can say that I'm Italian. So (laughs) what, so that's what he, that's what he's looking for. And that like you, what are the highest emotions? Okay. That like of, of of the people that could feel toward a leader that would be unifying. And I think that's what leads him to the, to those two things. You know what I mean? He doesn't start there. He, he, he gradually gets there. And I think. Here's what makes his argument, I think, a little bit better. If you phrase it this way, I'm going to flip it back to you, Todd. Okay. Do you think fear and love, fear and or love, are the two emotions that are most responsible for keeping a state stable? No. You don't think so? Okay. Because no. no. I think, he, I think no. he does. I think that's why he, he comes to that.
1: I think yeah, that I agree. I think it's a really yeah. good point, yeah. and it's, it's certainly in keeping with Hegel's take on Machiavelli, right? That the, mm-hmm. the end we're talking about the relation between ends and means. So mm-hmm. Hegel's point is, look, if you don't have the end of the stable state, then all the means in the world don't matter. That's that's yeah. so so to get back to that means and ends problem. I mean for Hegel that's that's why he sees a kind of importance, radicality attached to Machiavelli, but I don't think I think he look, here's I the, the, to me the emphasis on power—I don't want to sound like a Johnny One Note—but I think the <laughs> emphasis on power leads him astray and leads him down this path of, yeah. of, of fear and love and hatred. And I—I I think that those are, to me, it's like—is there a, is there a, it does the leader grasp the desire of the? Of the of the people right like or or mm. find a way mm. to articulate that if not, then the, the leader's gonna be unsuccessful, so I think that that or or like does the leader find a way to mobilize how the how the people find their satisfaction, and if the leader doesn't, then they're they're not going to be successful, but I don't even know that i I'm not even sure that i think obviously i I do agree that having a stable I'm much more of a status than most people i think that i think having a stable state is really important i'm with hegel on that but i don't th- i think that there's n- still not enough of an end in machiavelli which makes me think it's a, again ironic that everyone says it's the the end justify the means because i'm not really sure what the end is in machiavelli well like, it's
0: it's, placa- it's placation that's what that's what that's the limit i that's kind of what i think is the limit of like i think it's amazing yeah. like i'm just going to have this line here the, the, a couple lines here from earlier in the in the print Good. Yeah. Um, and this is in the, if in case anyone wants a page number, this is the, I got the Oxford World Classics. Well, what about uh, the chapter?
1: Do you have the chapter number?
0: The chapter is going to be, the, it's the fourth chapter. It's the end okay, of the fourth good. chapter. So it's going to be page 19. Um, and yeah, this is the the Oxford World uh, classics translation. Um, and so I'm d- not going to read the whole thing because it is histor- it is historical uh, and locked into a particular time and place, as Hegel said. Um, but he says, taking all these things into account, therefore, no one should at all be surprised by the ease with which Alexander held on to the region of Asia or by the problems others encountered in, preserv- in preserving the territory they acquired as much as Pyrrhus and many others. This is not caused by the greater or lesser virtue of the conqueror, but rather by the different characteristics of of the conquered territories. And this I really liked because it's, he's emphasizing the conquered people, not the conqueror. So that like, and, and that's what he does in this, in this section of the, of the book is that it's the, the territories will, the, the it's, it's the territories that are ultimately responsible for how, I don't know, long they stay conquered or how long they stay placated and what they, what they require. And, I think it's even today we we too easily fall into the hierarchical thinking that it's the person at the top that is the most important, and then we we like that they take their lead from the leader rather than the other way around. Like I, I it, like you know I, I we like these examples so much because they just don't play out much in in contemporary media. Like when. Trump was on stage with Bill O'Reilly, I mean he did this like three times, and he implored his uh his followers, the people coming to his rallies to get vaccinated, and they booed him right you know, and now like, but
1: now that he doesn't say that anymore,
0: no, of course not, because yeah. they taught him he had not to, to stop
1: right, yeah, right, yeah, you he know? had to like, stop he, taking credit for what's it called Operation warp speed or whatever the yes. name of the vaccine project was. You know Right. Yeah, he had to stop taking credit for it because his followers demanded that he not. Right. So I think yes. that that's it's such a great to me. That's the uh, example cynical Hanan of this idea. Right. That yeah. That that the okay. It is true that uh, a, a movement, the leader of the movement, does. I think it's wrong this absolute Marxist position that says everything comes from the material to the. To the top, and then so that mm-hmm. the, so that the the leader doesn't even matter at all. I just think I don't think that's right. But I think mm-hmm. we are so in our normal thinking are so the other side. We're we yeah. so much think the leader is determinative, and mm-hmm. I think I think you're. It's interesting that Machiavelli is associated with that position, but as you <laughs> yes. just pointed out, he actually sees beyond it in at mm-hmm. many times and sees the way in which. The, and even the even the feared and loved question it seems to me is about how can you how how can you hold the reins of the people who are dro- there I mean the, the all the princes is the holding the reins it's like the mm. the people in the state that are driving it and I think that he is aware of that so that I think that's a pretty uh, that's pretty good part of, of what he's thinking. I think he's right mm. about that. That, that, and then that the, the yeah, oh, go sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no you go, go ahead because I was no, just gonna no, say, I think that, yeah, go ahead. I think that that's not, um, I think that again, that that's that seems so uh forgotten when people talk about him, and yet I think he's that's really absolutely integral to his thinking, and I think that's part of the end that he's trying to accomplish is to find, and I think this is why Gramsci and Altair liked him, is that he's trying to find a Way of leading that is actually responsive to the people in a way that mm-hmm. uh, other that most princes are not. So I think that that that's pretty good, and I think that's again, I think that's why he has this popularity on the left.
0: The limit, though, this is what limit. I was going to say when I, when I was yes. so rudely yes. going to interrupt you. Yes. The <laughs> limit, though, is that is that it, it is a theory of placation. I, I just want to spend a little bit bit of time on that. Like the and there's another thing. I would not call this cynical. I mean, like as time listeners know, my th- idea of cynicism is not the common sense uh, of the term, which is like what to. I, I think it's just like to be overly negative, like all the time. I think is how the that term is used in in common sense. That like I think the cynicism is to, to need uh, uh, current conditions. To, to be bad, continue to proliferate so that you can have this negative position. And I and yes, as a theory of placation, he does need current conditions to continue, but not from a, a a space of like I told you so negativity, like at like to keep at arm's length. Like this is this is like this is advice for states like he like he is intervening. He's not saying that states operate in a way that um, one should be he's not saying that states should operate cynically or one should be cynical toward the way states operate. Like, like, I, like, that's just, that's not here. He, he's, he's giving, he's proffering a theory of the, of, of sustaining a state, but it has no, like, there's not a possibility for transcending. And I, I, I wouldn't, and I think maybe that's what, what people are calling cynical. I just don't, I don't really see it that way. You wouldn't way. call I, it cynical? I, no, I, I, I wouldn't, because it's, it's just not this, like, um, he's not too cool for school. <laughs> like yeah, that's no, that's not true. The, I
1: mean, I think that's what Hegel likes about him, that he yeah, intervenes yeah. rather than, who, who does Hegel hate the most? It's monks, right? People that retreat sure, from the yeah. world, and he thinks Machiavelli isn't retreating from the world, and he likes that. I guess the, the reason why I wondered if you thought he was cynical is he doesn't mm-hmm. believe, like, where's the articulation of an ideal? in the prince That's a great, that the prince great is trying to realize right so, i don't think there yeah. there is one is there
0: yeah no no i don't think there is i it, because it's because he's because he's wrapped up in placation that's why and, and it's like the people need to be like this is the way to placate the people this is the way to placate the you know the lords or the aristocracy this is the way to keep things in check and the way to do that this is this is what i think the the cynical thesis misses is that there, there is a deep paranoia that he is recommending because you have to like, this is on page 28 of my edition, which is, um, uh, in the middle of the, let me see here if I can find this for you. Um, it's in the middle of the seventh section. Okay. Okay. Um, where he is recommending this, like this, okay. Uh, as for future events, he had to first, Fear that a new successor in control of the church might not be his ally. and might try to take away what Alexander had given to him against this possibility. He thought to secure himself in four ways. First, by wiping out all the bloodliness of those rulers. Oh, oh sorry, bloodliness. That's kind of funny. I read the bloodlines of those rulers. He had despoiled in order to deprive the Pope of that opportunity. Second, by gaining his friendship of all the noblemen of Rome, as mentioned already, in order to hold the Pope in check by his, by this means, Third, by making the College of Cardinals as much his own as he could. Fourth, by acquiring such a large territory before the Pope died that he would be able to resist an initial attack on his own. That's a recommendation for paranoia, is is what that is. It's it's not like 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 so that's like another thing where for me the the cynical thesis fails. Like like he's not he is not recommending like again. I could see why someone would say like this thing amounts to being cynical, but like as an intervention into like what a st- like how a stable state should. Arise in what the leader of a stable state should be and how they should think cynicism is not a part of it like this is this is like you need to be thinking like it's it's kind of like the I don't know like the um like the, the the anxious person's guide to like ruling a country like you always need to be thinking that people are going to try to stab you in the back like that yeah. that's what he's recommending and you need to take structural steps again as a thinker of political form to make sure that doesn't happen and that I think is far more interesting and I think that like that it's 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 Far more accurate to call this a, a paranoid text than to call it a cynical text, I think, and it's well, more illuminating that way. That's what I. Would
1: yeah, I think it. that's really good, and I wonder if that's why, at certain times, uh, maybe more times uh, prone to c- c- uh, paranoia, conspiratorial thinking, that mm. Machiavelli becomes a, a, a more of a standard reference. Interesting. I, that, I like think that. that that may be right. I think you may be right about that, and I do think that he he can't imagine and i think hegel would say well this is because this is the world that he's living in right he can't imagine sure. a world where there's not and he was of course the other thing is so machiavelli writes this in 1513 and it does it's not published till 5 years after he dies in 1532 yeah. uh but it's
0: a bit of a dickens and kafka kind of situation isn't it
1: yes and i was going to say like he 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 writes this in response to being jailed for being part of a conspiracy. So, I think he he (laughs) is is really uh, in touch with a world that's conspiratorial, and that he and he responds to that with Mm -hmm. paranoia. Maybe rightly with Mm paranoia. I think some obviously paranoia can sometimes be or. Let me say this a different way. I think paranoia is always a pathological response to a situation. But mm-hmm. thinking that there are conspiracies everywhere can sometimes just be accurate. And I think he, he's <laughs> right to think there's conspiracies everywhere. But I think what you're getting at is that he falls into paranoiac thinking about those conspiracies. Like there can be, yes. like I can live in a world with tons of conspiracies and I can never fall victim to paranoia right I can mm-hmm. say oh well that's a conspiracy that's where, and I that's a conspiracy but I'm never going to think like and what's paranoia it's I think there's this other behind the other pulling the strings yes. and I think that's but I wonder this is I think a fascinating question is does he fall victim to paranoia because of this attitude of placation that mm. seems to predominate the text and I was think I said this to you we were talking about things beforehand, like is this is it is it is he just is, is there something profoundly uninteresting about machiavelli precisely <laughs> because it's on it's so grossly unfair and i i it's not even good i don't i, I don't like to insult people even if they're dead but but, <laughs> uh, but nonetheless is there not is there not something just uninteresting about his placation and his sense of of like how do we how do we interpret the desire of the other? Like that's his, or, or, or how do we placate? Maybe those are two different things. How do we mm-hmm. placate the desire of the other? And, and I don't think he ever, ever, ever comes to the, and I think this comes back to this fear or loved and why I would say neither. He never comes to the idea that the other doesn't yeah. exist, right? Like yes. the other there's yes. the, like there, you know, <laughs> I, Slavoy once said to me, uh, I thought this That's pretty funny. He said uh, he was talking about the people. Oh, what was the line? It was about something about how uh, it was about the people or something. And he goes, "Well, I don't even think the people exist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so like mm-hmm. should should the leftists be on the side of the people?" And he just said this. He was talking about some famous quotation, which I've totally forgotten now. But his his, <laughs> his point is that the 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 people can't don't exist, and so you have to. And I think if you're Going to try to realize some thing as a leader, I think that has to be your premise, doesn't it? That the people don't exist. So what you do actually will will bring a certain thing in can can bring a certain thing into existence or emphasize its non existence.
0: Yeah. So okay. So let's 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 tease this out because I do, I think this is I think this is absolutely right. Like to, so to read this especially from the perspective that like we we come at these texts to. Uh, and and to to emphasize the the psychoanalytic like to emphasize like how, like how how does the like um I'm going to back up a little bit. I think that part of um Altizier's interest in machiavelli is that machiavelli does he he does take as a starting point like why should the state like exist at all? Yeah. You know, and, and, and so he doesn't take that for granted and but I do, I think from the, the, the more like the more, uh, uh the, the psychoanalytic thing, because you can see it all over the Texas that like the state should exist because it does seem as though the big other does. So like that, that I think provides some of the, uh, guarantee some of the support yeah. for yeah. what Machiavelli is, is theorizing here. So, then you get into the paranoid thing, and so the paranoid thing, as you nicely put it, is ins- insisting on the other of the other. And again, he was writing this jailed, so that kind of makes sense. You have the like the law operating as the other of the other, uh, tendentiously, right? Like that—that that might be the psychical standpoint from which he's yeah. writing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think what you like, what you get with with all of that is. A theory of uh, of state security that is, you know, that is, uh, it's distrustful fundamentally. It it is in the, and again, I do think the historical thing works it is important as Hegel points out. Like Italy is not unified. He was interested and invested in a kind of unity and how that may be achieved. What uh, was I think too too contingent to imagine democratically from his perspective. Cause that's, that's one of the, I think the critiques that I've seen is that like he doesn't even like for all the kinds of uh, governments that he like goes through, like democracy, not a, not a thing because, because I, I guess what, what, why do you think? Because Italy conquered, uh, um, ancient Greece. Like it just wasn't relevant to him anymore. Well, do you think, I that think that like it overwhelmed that thesis to the point where he didn't think no, it was it, it could be stable? Like it seemed no. Too I contingent? think he. I
1: think no. I don't think so. I think he devote. I think he doesn't care about that. I think he's just mm-hmm. in this book. I think he just is focused on because he even begins the book with this opposition between uh, dem- uh, democracies and principalities, right? And so I think that I think he's just saying I'm not even going to think about that in this book. I'm just not going to think about dem-, because. Yeah. Discourses on Levy, Livy, 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 Livy. <laughs> uh, that's not a very good pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> Livy, I think is how you pronounce. It. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is is about a repu- is about the Roman Republic. So I think he mm-hmm. is, and and interestingly, so Rousseau, you know, total leftist, really and and total democrat, uh, really liked Machiavelli because he thought. I don't think this is right, but he thought the prince was just exposing the the way that uh the ruling class works to the to the people and mm-hmm. so and and, and that the, the the discourses are the real machiavelli okay mm-hmm. i don't think that's okay. right but i do think it, it, I, I think he just divided up it's like a division of labor i don't mm-hmm. and i think that's again i think that's why people that's maybe the one area where i think this adjective machiavellian is yeah. accurate yeah. about him right because i don't I'm not. I don't get the sense that he so much cares, right? Like, I don't think he cares if it's a, if it's a principality or a democracy, right? Like, I, I just don't mm-hmm. think he cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. he just, he just wants to have the stability yeah. of the state, and and if if it's one or the other, then that's fine.
0: And so that leads. So okay. So we have this. It, it is really interesting to do the like to. Um, I think to do this like retroactive, this reconstruction of like of why he's saying what he's saying you know yeah. like and and it is and i i think it's this like this okay so stability is the most important thing so what makes things stable is placation and like how do you stay ahead of things that might lead to the people or lords being not placated and that is to be like to to to, to imagine like to try to get ahead of the other of the other you know or to 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 yeah, I don't yeah. Know. no. know that, that's it,
1: exactly right.
0: Yeah. It's exactly right. Yeah.
1: This is why I don't. Okay, I get we've talked about the reasons why Altasar. Er, so a- Altaser wrote a book that he did not publish in his lifetime called Uh Machiavelli a New Machiavelli and Us. Uh and and it got published, I think, in the early 90s, so not long after he died. Uh but his his what he loves is this I th- isn't it odd that. And I think it's odd too that Antonio Gramsci would like him because mm. isn't I don't know maybe this is wrong but it seems to me like a fundamental idea of Marxist emancipatory change is that you have to at some point recognize that there is no other there that you can mm-hmm. Sol- mm-hmm. rely on as a solidity, right? Yeah. But I think that that I don't like Althusser says Machiavelli stated the objective laws of politics. Like others elaborated, those of fencing. That's what he says. So, so is that really is that a Marxist line? I just I, yeah. I I don't know that that's a Marxist line because it 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 takes it wants to take what Machiavelli's doing and and turn it into a kind of recipe hmm mm. Uh but then the, the recipe depends. This is what the point we've been making all along. The recipe depends <laughs> on the other existing, right? Like the yes. people yeah. have to exist. And of course, yeah. we don't mean there are real people. Of the course. point is they don't exist as a coherent thing, but instead the people is contradictory. The people is <laughs> is at odds with itself, right? And that's right. I or the people. I think there's two ways to think about that. There's one way that we would not embrace, like th- that the people are a plurality. Like you, like right. we. It's interesting that the verb that you would attach to people, right? Because I think we would both agree, we'll use the singular verb is, but mm-hmm. we'll say is contradict is at odds with itself. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah, I yeah, think yeah. there's another way to think of the people is like, the people are multiple, are. right? To use right. the plural verb. So I think, but I think. Our position, I assume this is your position too, because you've just articulated it, is that <laughs> that they're contradictory, and so, but yeah. Machiavelli is, has no way to account he for doesn't that. Have that.
0: No, yeah. he I mean it's not there. Like the, the the people are. It's a. I think to him, and I mean, I guess then this is where, again, I think the the to go back to the cynical thing. I think this gets put on him because it he some of the things he said have certainly underwritten like cynical political theses like inspired by like, or, or practices like in the future, which is like, if you can, if you can get a plurality of the people to uh, think something over there is a problem or something over there, but like you're, you're getting, you're getting them to point away from any sort of structural issue or like specifically, I mean, again, like Machiavelli doesn't say this. He doesn't say like, you know, you should make, immigrants the problem when the problem is like the structure that like you're upholding and your policies are like, you know, uh, abetting, you know, like, like, a like the conservative thing. But like, again, the placation thesis there like is certainly vibrant. And so it's certainly like, it makes sense. It makes sense of that. And it's because, so he, he has the idea that the, like the people are a a mass, like they are a, um, a body. And I do think that, the only thing that i guess the only thing that he would um grant them as sort of uh, as uh, as being contradictory is that in one under one ruler they could think one thing and then under another they think another like he does say that actually like, he does early,
1: say that for sure you
0: know right. yeah that because like what what is I, i'm forgetting the line exactly but like because like it's something like like men become restless and desire change like it's something like it's something like that like yeah. um and so that But that I think that's about as 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 complex as for him, the the contradictory nature of the people get it's more it's really a it's a pendulum swing. It's not that like, you know, people all the time, like the pendulum swinging in one direction also represents the other one, like in some way, like 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 he he, like, of course, he doesn't have that. Um, And but Hegel does. And it is. And so maybe that's why he maybe that's part of the locking him in a historical time and place. Like does Hegel think like this is like a pre-dialectical? I
1: thinker? I was just gonna say that I was yeah. just gonna say that like I think yeah. that it has to be that Machiavelli is a pre-dialectical thinker that he can't because he never and and also of course pre psychoanalytic thinker he can't sure. think that the same thing is its opposite at the same time right like mm-hmm. that that like I was thinking of this line it's a little bit after the fear and loved thing or fear and and. Yeah, fear and love. Uh, he says, rulers should leave unpleasant tasks to others, but themselves do the things that increase their popularity. Right? Like, it's, a, so, but is that always true? Like, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, is, <laughs> do, do, doesn't the ruler doing the unpleasant tasks sometimes itself have a, have a thing that makes them attractive? Right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I think that, to me, that line was emblematic of his non-dialectical thinking, that he doesn't think yeah. that. That something that's unpleasant to us can also be the source of our enjoyment, right like that's mm. the that's the word that I kept wanting to say <laughs> as he's <laughs> talking about power all the time, right that, right, that, right, that right, right. there's no there's no sense that wow, something can really be unpleasurable, right. and we can say, "Oh God, did the leader really have to do that like think about Trump uh putting Separating immigrant families and putting the children in cages, right? It's incredibly unpleasant. And Mm -hmm. he didn't, yet I think that actually garnered him more support Mm -hmm. from those who were following him, right? Like he, he, he had the more fervent, yeah. Yeah. He had the, he did the, he did the unpleasant thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, I mean, I was, I'm thinking of Himmler too. Like Himmler says, like, we, what makes us great is our ability to, he says this, this is in the Posen speech, he says our ability to look on 100, 500 corpses in the day and then go home at night and be great fathers, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. so it's the very unpleasantness of mm-hmm. the task that is the source of the appeal. For a, sometimes for a ruler, I mean, these weren't, that's not an example of a ruler, but in the, mm-hmm. in, in the case of a ruler, like the, actually they took on the unpleasant. So I don't think he can think those, those, that combination of things ever.
0: I agree. I agree. And this, but this I think is interesting is, well, of course I agree. I mean, obviously if you listen to this podcast, you know, I agree with everything you just said, but <laughs> the thing, the thing that's, but the thing that I think is interesting here and it's in, and and why it's like good that we're talking about someone like Machiavelli is that I think what he, what, what is a deficit in Machiavelli? Like this, again, the, the, uh, this very simplistic idea of the people like it. I mean, at the, the, the what the best you could say is it's condescending, I guess. I guess but like yeah. it is lacking, of course. Uh, like any notion that you know, people can be contradictory. It's certainly, it's it's lacking. At like a a this this notion of enjoyment that that we would talk about. Like uh, certainly, but those things. I think this is really for me. Maybe maybe part of part of the legacy here. Um, those things are also lacking in like contemporary, like mainstream contemporary political discourse. Those things are yeah. not, or they're not there. There is you you're much you're not going to you're not likely unless like and I mean you specifically unless you have specifically written it and for some reason the like the new yorker our friend astrid taylor written a good piece in the new yorker on ai yeah. i don't know if you yeah. saw that but like see. unless you, unless you get contacted to write something about like enjoyment and politics like it's just not going to be there it's going to be ab- about uh power and uh, and and th- it's not going to th- there's not going to be an idea in the new york times about like voters being contradictory it's it's going to be about like this pendulum swing, you know, yeah. which is in here. So there is a so in in and the philosophical sense, like he's pre dialectical, he's pre psychical. Like there's not you know there's there's not these aren't these things, and, and and it's older and more arcane and archaic in that sense. But in the other sense, this is dead contemporary because people d- don't because those things from from Hegel from you know from psychoanalysis like like th- those aren't. Part of like Duxa, or 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 if they are part of Duxa, like they, it, it's in a very weak way. Um, totally agree. You know, yeah. so I so that 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 I, I think is, I I mean I, I don't know. That's what like uh, just what I want your your commentary on that. Like, what no, I ab- think?
1: I think that's absolutely right, and I think that the, uh, it's funny because I think that the reason why Machiavelli his I think what you're saying is that he holds sway over contemporary political thinking, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that that I sadly I I think that's why both Althusser and Gramsci fall for him, that they think that mm-hmm. they think that he's it's the same reason. They think that he's someone who doesn't let himself get taken away with ideals but is 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 is, is down there in the historical muck, right? And he mm-hmm. like he, so he's not he's not but but I think that there's a link between seeing the possibility of transcendence mm-hmm. and then all these other things you're talking about, like thinking about enjoyment, thinking about dialectics, thinking about uh, the unco- how the unconscious is working, right? Like all those things mm-hmm. are tied to also seeing that someone's capable of transcending their historical situation, right? That's and I nice. think that—I don't yeah. think Machiavelli— thinks that. I was thinking of this, yeah, you know this John like. Ford, I think it's John Ford's greatest film, uh, The Man Who who Shot Liberty Valance. Do you know this one? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great, I think it's just great. And it's, the basic idea of it is that uh, Jimmy Stewart rises to uh, public office because of this initial act of shooting Liberty Valance who's this, it seems very Machiavellian, right? It seems mm. like he's Got rid, of, like Liberty Valance embodies all the evil in the territory, all the the what would you call it, like uh, unruliness, mm-hmm. illegality, and mm-hmm. and uh, the Liberty uh, the Jimmy Stewart character shoots him and and kills him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the end of the film, there's this famous scene where it seems like it's revealed that the John Wayne character actually uh, shoots Liberty Valance, right? So the so the film is sort of saying this 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 figure comes to power through this act of violence that he didn't commit, but Mm -hmm. he needs to take credit for. Right. right? Right. And I wonder, Mm -hmm. is that, I've kept, as I was rereading the Prince, I kept thinking, that's the film I kept thinking of like, is that Hmm. really, is that a, is he acting in the way that Machiavelli would, or does that film in some way subvert this idea of, of that, the idea that Machiavelli, that, 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 his sense of like what the leader has to do and his, it, it, does, is that film more, I guess here's the question. Is it more dialectical than Machiavelli can be? I guess that's mm. my, that's what I, I yeah. didn't have an answer to that. I just was, I, 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 that's the, that's the film that kept coming to mind as I was yeah. reading the, reading the book. Well,
0: well, no, this is the, I'm glad you phrased it this way. Cause I think that's the, that's the thing. It's not that like, um it's not that like, oh, he, he's not, he's not dialectical. Therefore, There's only so much you can take from it, and like that's the like that's the limitation here. I think the is like, can he be, you know, like even if you even if you even if the Hegel could have explained his method to him directly, could he in this system that he's constructed accept it? And I just I don't think you can if the thesis of the of the political imagination is stability. I just I don't think you can accept it, right? Because yeah, go ahead. No, no, yeah, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. I was just going to say isn't that the point in in liberty valence that there's this moment of where you're able like this impossible things happens and okay there's some kind of there is an actual empirical explanation for it mm-hmm. but this impossible thing happens that 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 cre- like the act of creating the stability has to in some way be this moment of transcendence or impossibility and I don't think that that kind of Act has a place in Machiavelli's uh, schema because I think hes and I. This comes back to what we were talking about earlier. Like I think he's a thinker of power, and I think once you think in terms of power, the idea of impossibility and not impossibility, like it's really impossible, but doing the impossible. Yeah, I think that doesn't that doesn't have a place. Within the schema, I wonder. I also the other th- the film I was thinking about was Steven Spielberg's Lincoln, which mm-hmm. I think has a, some other problems. Like I think Lincoln's wildly idealized, but I, I I think on the whole it's pretty good. And I think isn't that the, the, I think it's about the passage of the I, I think I'll get this amendment. Is it the thirteenth? I think it's the thirteenth amendment, right? Mm-hmm. That's being passed. It's the anti. It's yeah. the making slavery against the Constitution, and. Yeah. And part of the, the idea in the film is that this is an impossible task that Lincoln has, and yet he's able to accomplish it. And that's, and that's I, I think biopics, are, as we talked about with Oppenheimer, are generally risable. But I yeah. think that this what Spielberg, what saves it is that he makes it about this one event, which I think the film nicely portrays as an impossibility that happens. And so I don't think, and I think Lincoln often gets thought of in terms of Machiavelli, but I think he, a couple things, like I think he's, there's a larger, and this is historically inaccurate because I think it's much more the radical Republicans in the Congress that had this idea, and Thaddeus Mm -hmm. Stevens, who's played by Tommy Lee Jones in the film, uh, was more the driving force. But I think that their idea is like, can we make a radical change mm-hmm. in the in the constitution, not just I mean not political the constitution of American society, not the I know they're changing the actual constitution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, no You course. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think that, that 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 film believes in that. And yet I mm-hmm. think that and and but I think that Lincoln, if to the extent that he wanted that, is himself yeah. not a follower of Machiavelli, right? Because I don't think Machiavelli yeah. like because that's what is that? That's about instability. Right, I yes. like, or about the way that there's this instability at the heart of the stability that then can create a fundamental transformation.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, like the is it like again? I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I I like the um, I, I I like the idea that someone can be like can just be a little bit like they don't have they're not just like of course historically. He's going to be locked into what, like he being Machiavelli is going to be locked into what he knows, like Italy is. But he still has this idea of it being unified, which he hasn't personally seen. So he has, so he has a, so he has a notion that it can happen, Um, and his prescription for it is, um, it's kind of funny. It's like the, the like the radical, like so the radical thing. Maybe this, this could potentially be why. It's, Cause it's not in the, what he writes, but maybe this is like in some way, uh, right winger is reading the desire of the text. The, <laughs> the, 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 radical thing for Machiavelli it, being st- stable is actually like conservative, you know, like it's, it's not a, it's not a, like the transformative is just that there is a union. It's not that it's necessarily like transformative for the people.
1: Do you know what I mean? I do know exactly what you mean. I think that's exactly right. Right, because because there's never a and and this is what I this would be my response to him and even my critique of Hegel that the only way you can create a a a collective is through some idea, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like, the people don't just come together. They're not already together. Right, right. They're not one. You need a and 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 then even when you have an idea there's still not they're going to it has to be an idea that is about the cut between mm-hmm. them right the failure within the people and i think that that's like there he has no sense of that no sense of that
0: like that but the, the, but he can't yeah. that's i think the important thing Yes. he 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 can't yes. like to to do that to to include that idea then the any thesis on placation falls apart because that that simply can't be. I think that's just not not thinkable. Like like a theory. Like you, I don't know that you can think um, cut and then also think uh, placation. Because you know what happens when you do that? You discover the death drive. Because the pleasure principle is not good enough.
1: It doesn't anymore. work, right?
0: You know. Right. So like you right. you 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 come to the, like if you if you think along with that long enough you come to the you come to the the you come to the dialectical and contradictory right thesis right. because the if almost, you try to placate pe- point yeah yeah, jump, yeah right.
1: go ahead you try to placate people you try to uh, appeal to their pleasure mm-hmm. you 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 soon find out that they don't really want that pleasure yeah. <laughs> that's what you're exactly what you're saying yeah. i think it's yeah, like, exactly. this is totally right and i think I think I think Gramsci doesn't get that either. So this is what Gramsci says. He says, he's talking about Machiavelli. He says, given that what whatever one does is always playing somebody's game, the important mm-hmm. thing is to seek in every way to play one's own game with success, in other words, to win decisively. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, really? Like, that's, I just, I find that just, and I think that is, that's what Machiavelli is preaching, mm-hmm. right? Like, w- win the game. But then, <laughs> like, and I think what you said there's a certain like conservative undercurrent to that, uh, yeah. uh, because it's more about look everyone loses the game, at least as far as we know, right? Like everyone <laughs> loses the game, and it's just about how you're going to lose the game, right? Like it seems to me like that's the only question. The now, only is question there a way to win? Thinking.
0: Todd, there a There's a line? way
1: to lose more slowly. Yes. There we go, baby. Is, <laughs> that is a, the best film that we've discussed so far today, which if people don't know it. I by the way, I was I'm 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 we run it we're in a fantasy football league, which as you pointed out is just really a Ryan Engley charity <laughs> foundation. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah for but, my bank. Account. Uh, I one of the, our one of our players has been reluctant to pay. And I I said, I wrote him <laughs> oh my an email. God. <laughs> he, I wrote him an email and it said, uh The subject line was, I want my $5. And then I wrote, (laughs) if you know the film in which that is, you get a $5, I'll pay the $5. And the person didn't even hazard a guess. so I thought that was very, very disappointing. But you know it, yes?
0: I do. That would be Better Off Dead.
1: Better Off Dead. Yes, exactly. Not a classic. Not a classic. But uh, great for that line. Great for that line. Yeah. Is that
0: the first Cusack film that he stars in? Well, it's certainly that he stars in, but is it? His yeah, certainly overall? that he stars.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't think it's the very first, but it's, it's the first oh. where he's the main, the main, the main. figure. Yeah. Oh, right, and he's, he's, he's,
0: in, he's in Stand By Me, right? Or am I, he is. I yeah. He's on, but oh, he's, okay. good
1: in, he's good. And he's good. And I think he's very good in Better Off Dead. And I, I even kind of like the romance in it, but first, it's just not a good, it's not a, I mean, it's got some nah. parts that are okay. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't hold but, up, uh, but
0: it is the, the classic. There's a great episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that is like it's, it's it's doing like the the 80s ski movie, and it's like basically them doing their version of, of Better Off Dead. It's pretty. Oh, it's that's it. good. So, yeah, yeah. So that's a good episode. Yeah, um, that is very funny. The um, the I think okay, so I wonder. I actually want to go back to the line from Out of the Past that yeah. that, that I referenced, which is also referenced in what television series, Todd McGowan? Don't You've know. seen it. You've seen all I've of I've seen no, it. No, it Madman You've seen all of it would be the wire. So oh. that is something that um says to his wife. So he's watching he's watching college football, I believe, and his and his wife asks him uh who like who's winning or something like that. And he says and, and he kind of changes the line the, the line a little bit. He says no one wins, just lose more slowly. Like that's just oh, oh, the thing. Oh, oh,
1: it's also I just I just remember this cuz I saw the movie not that long ago. Night Moves Gene Hackman <laughs> says the same thing about a college football game.
0: There we go. Okay. So, so
1: it is a th- it is a well worn line, rightly so. Cause it's a great rightly line. Rightly so. Yeah. It's
0: a great line. That's so I guess this this is this is what what I want I wanted to call our attention back to this. Is like like and I can't remember if, if you said this and this is how we got onto it, so I apologize if I'm asking a boring question. I apologize both to you and to the listener on this one. Um that I don't think that is a is, is that a thesis that Machiavelli can? Take?
1: Right, exactly. No, it's exactly. Yeah. That's why I said that. that I, I, I cited that Gramsci line. I yeah. think Gramsci is reading Machiavelli right, that it's about how can we win our game? Yeah. And I think that, that like for Gramsci, that's the only question. And I yeah. think that actually the question is how, just like I think it's the Robert Mitchum line from out of, I think it's one of the great philosophical and emancipatory lines ever uttered in cinema, like, how can we lose more slowly? Like, that's the theory of the noir.
0: That's the thesis statement for the noir. It
1: it is the thesis statement of film noir, right? Yeah. But I think it's really also a political project. Mm. And I think it's one unthinkable for the philosopher like Machiavelli focused on power. And then, sadly, I think for these series of Marxists that are following him, Gramsci and Althusser, because they also, I don't, I think they just think, for them, they they're thinking about how how does the left or how does the proletariat, and for both of them, those are the same thing. How do they come to power, right? And not mm. like what's the form that power is going to take. And I so I think that he's, you said this earlier. I don't, I think he's not enough of a formalist thinker. It's interesting, and I think isn't it? That's the barrier, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's like I mean, you give him full marks for intri- like really introducing the idea of political form, like I, because I'm, you know, this could, I mean, my my this is probably my ignorance speaking, but like I don't know who like who is an earlier thinker that you would no say no, no 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 no,
1: you're right, that's not ignorance, yeah. that's absolutely okay. right, like that like he's he's it's really in a certain, and I think the people that like him are right to point this out that he's really the first thinker of political philosophy because every other political philosopher, like, like, is Aquinas a political philosopher? Well, I guess, but it's all so idealized. And, and yeah. Aristotle, it's all about the good. And so sure, the first sure. line of the politics is about that all we try to do is realize the good, right? And, mm-hmm. and like, is that, that seems wrong. And so Machiavelli's the first person to enter, I mean, the Republic by Plato is not, is all about what's the ideal society. So he he. It, I think it is true that he's not just thinking about an ideal that he's trying to realize, but he doesn't see the way in which and this is. This would be, I guess, a dialectical point that he doesn't see the way in which there always is an ideal written into the to the reality of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, whereas earlier political philosophers were too idealistic, he he doesn't see the way in which there always is an idea at work, whether you avow it or not but i think you're mm-hmm. right to say he's the first political philosopher of a of a modern type
0: yeah it's interesting i mean cuz the form and th- i mean this is probably the reason why he's thinking political forms because we haven't emphasized this but it's a really important point in the text is that like he sees politics superseding religion you know yes. and 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 that in in a way th- like that insight is what i think that's what allows enables him to see uh, form because without that, you just think it's, a, things are an extension of the church, you right. know, like, and, and, or and and that like everything. And again, like everything is an extension of a figurehead or some dominant figure. Right. If you, like, if, like, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, oh, I was going to say like, like Augustine, like the city of, the city yeah. of God becomes the model for the terrestrial right. kingdom. Uh, and then I think that's why Spinoza likes him, right? Because he's, yeah. he's like, it's no longer, it's the political actually shapes the religious rather than vice versa. And that's, Altisserie even says this. He says, Machiavelli refuses to accept the precedence of religion over politics and instead yeah. places religion in service of politics. And I think that's really, I think that is a radical gesture because then all of yeah. a sudden you don't have to, you, it's not just, you don't have to accept on faith the political arrangement. And so then it becomes possible to change it.
0: Yeah, that's good. I mean, like that, that's, it's funny. So like, just to kind of like to recap a little bit, like I, like I, I don't know because the, the idea, the notion of Machiavelli as in, that is uh, implicit in Machiavellian is more of a, like a Ayn Rand, is more of a Randian figure, more of a, like this like radical individualist. And yeah. I, just I think I really think it's hard to read it this way and to come away with that being the take because it's it's he's more invested like like yes of course he is talking about the leader but like I I don't think it's I don't think it's fair to to extract from this that like he thinks a leader can be a radical individualist I, I like I don't
1: yeah I don't think, think he I don't think he thinks that right like I, don't I think, think he thinks in that a well. way. I think it's the opposite is the problem, yeah. right? Like yeah, the opposite yeah, yeah. is that the leader is too enthralled to the yeah. people such as they are.
0: Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. It's, a, it's like the, it, it's the um, there is something approaching a dialectical notion of the at least a notion of the leader that like the the, the person who like the prince, the, the, the figure, whoever it is, the principal if you like, yeah. that they can, that he certainly sees that they occupy a symbolic position and must all occupy maybe more than one in dealing yeah. with the different stratas of society. There is a, I mean, you can also see like there is a sophistication in understanding. It's not a sophistication in class, but he is acknowledging, you know, an, he's acknowledging an aristocracy, which is like, that's a pretty big move. Like you could see why someone like Althusser would, would find that like compelling you know Liberatory, for, for some even yeah yeah, yeah exactly so like yeah. the that and 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 this like split between like you know you could read the, be, you can read into his thing like as like a base and like a superstructure like you can totally see that in, in in Machiavelli should you if you wanted to, to kind of well no out. I think I
1: think that you're exactly right I think that's what both Gramsci and Althusser and Lenin, for that matter really yeah. liked about him that that it's a he's operating from a base superstructure model In which politics is tied to the base, right? Like that's, I think that, that, look, that may explain the attraction that he has for Marxists more than anything else, that, Mm. that he has this base superstructure model in which there's a socioeconomic driving force. And then the, everything like religion, all that stuff is just superstructure and Mm -hmm. law is superstructure. And it's the, and it's, Politics that actually emerges out of the economic. I think that he thinks that, and I. So I think that that's a. Again, I think that it's maybe it's right to say he's a proto-Marxist, but not a proto-Hegelian.
0: <laughs> no, no, right. It's Which funny, is a. So, it's strange. Well, I, yeah. I wanted to. Well, this is this is what I want to put to you because um, you know the intellectual history that Hegel goes on um, better better than I do. The why I guess I would want to say this like is it. Is it the no? I, I think I know the answer to the question. It's he has to for for him to extract what he likes. He has to make he has to put Machiavelli in a historical preserve, doesn't he? Because yes. otherwise yes. he's uh, yeah. Because otherwise he's he's obliged to um, criticize him according to his own theorizing. Yeah, that, yeah, that has yeah, to be yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like if he thought of Machiavelli as a as a contemporary, or like as a as a thinker that he had to. Deal with and wrestle, then he would be just dis- much more dismissive. Although he's never dismissive, because he's always thinking about the way that they fit within, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's he's just fitting him within. I think I don't think he's, but he doesn't take him as a as a as a serious alternative because he right. thinks he's just part of a historical moment, responding to a certain historical context, and that right. outside of that context, what he has to say is. D- doesn't make any sense. I think he. I think yeah. that's what he thinks. So it's interesting. But but I do think
0: she th- see more like see, see something more relevant and more C-
1: certainly certainly yeah. certainly they do. And I think that that's I, I I I again I think this you could maybe say the gap between Hegel and Marx is Machiavelli. Oh, right. Very like the, nice. You know, I see like what that. I'm saying? Like the, yeah, 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 yeah. that that Machiave, Machiavelli this Machiavellian turn,
0: mm-hmm. not
1: Machiavellian in the common sense, but like common turn sense, yes. f- to Machiavelli uh, in Marxism and in from Marx onward, so Lenin, Althusser, then Gramsci, Althusser. Uh, I wonder if that's like this a, a slight turn away from Hegelian dialectics to a politics of power, maybe right mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. Uh, where power is the ultimate the point is to institute power and then, and then consolidate and sustain. Yeah. Consolidate and sustain. Socialism in one country. No, that was unfair, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I think that, I think that that's, I think that's probably not wrong.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I told you to hit me with something crazy. I thought, I mean, and and I, I, I didn't, I was nervous. I was nervous that that there wouldn't there wouldn't be enough here that I would I think you I did that say that. Yeah, I did you say said we're going to
1: be talking for 15 minutes and then we're going <laughs> to go, well, that was good.
0: <laughs> the my I think my my thing th- there is a um this isn't I th- almost think this is ra- rarely true that like the the contemporary take on some like the contemporary summary of someone is like has it has it correct? But I was slightly worried that it was maybe true of him.
1: Yeah, so I don't was, think it that, is.
0: Yeah. I don't think it is. No, no, certainly not. I mean, I didn't think this before the podcast and I certainly don't think it after our conversation. Yeah. I think it's like like there there's a, there's something a lot more there's something a lot more interesting here and it's b- both as a way of explaining contemporary politics and also the limitation on, on imagination yeah. of contemporary politics and a certain thread of of limiting like uh, even a, a left imaginary like I think is is really really interesting. I I and, think and,
1: that's sadly yeah. true actually. Like I think that if I, I, you, you have you can't not like him when you read the book. I I mm. think you like him. You just think he's an engaging right writer. He's a he's he's cutting against the the common sense. There's just something yeah. engaging. Yeah. But I don't know if you feel this way. Ultimately, I think ultimately it's a it's a dead end right? Like it's a, or mm. a, or a path that leads, it's a road to nowhere as, uh, as David <laughs> Byrne would say, <laughs> which by the way, that film is, yeah. uh, not thought, is that on? Stop making it's sense. Maybe it is. Uh, been re, it's, been it's, it's been re-released. it has It's re-released. It's, re-released. it's on our theater right now. So, uh, oh, okay. cool. yeah, but, uh, I, yeah, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's yeah, not, yeah. it's, there's a limitation and, 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 but, but at the same time, He's not done a service, just as you said, by the contemporary, by the popular imagination of him.
0: Yeah, I think in the one sense, the the the, reading this book offers too much explanatory power. Like, and I am using that phrase advisedly. Like, it has such explanatory power for the for the current moment that I don't, I wouldn't want to say, I wouldn't want to say dead end. But I do think, like, I'll put it, I am gonna maybe this is too much of a half measure. I think that it's a, a he's a cul de sac. I don't think he's a dead end.
1: Yeah, and I yeah, that's good. And, and, that's better. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, All right. so, Todd, there's a lot here for the for the lesson. Yeah, there's there is. There's I
1: I I I I I put up too much. So, maybe, <laughs> but I'm going to say, it. I do yeah. think I think it has to be see the man who shot Liberty Valance is a great. Yeah, film. I figured you're gonna It's be a, slightly yeah. better than Lincoln, I think. Uh Maybe a lot better.
0: No, n- nothing for nothing for stop making
1: sense. I know. I mean. Stop making sense. I know it's such a. I think it's the greatest concert film ever made, actually. But okay. I still think the concert film is a genre. I I'll take Man Who Liber- Who Shot Liberty Valance. Okay.
0: Okay. I think that. I think more more appropriate for the for the for the subject, perhaps.
1: Yes. True. Not a Machiavellian concert film. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. In any sense. In any uh, sense of that phrase. Right. Right. Over and out. Right. Over and out, Todd. <laughs>